Good evening, everyone. How are y'all? Tonight I've got a I've got a short message, uh, so hopefully you guys won't hate me after this. But I'm going to be reading from Philippians, and before I get started, I just want to say uh, Merry Christmas. I know I'll see you guys again before Christmas, obviously, but. Um, it, it's the, the holiday spirit that's going around, and everybody's jolly, everybody's happy. Um, but where does that come from? Does that come from just ourselves? Does that come from a, a humanized spirit, or does that come from God? Does Because if it's human nature that we're talking about, there is no happiness, there is no joy, there is no any of that. It's because of God that we can have peace, we can have joy, we can have these things. And he needs to be given the credit for it. And there's not enough credit that we can give him that he deserves. But tonight, I'm going to be talking about an issue that a lot of Christians, or so-called Christians, deal with. And they don't know, they don't know exactly how to deal with them. Um, because the Bible even says it. Yet, nobody wants to live it. So, we're going to be reading in Philippians chapter 1, verses 20 through 29. According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be my, by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I wot not. For I am the straight betwixt two, having a desire to depart, and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you, with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. And nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which ye saw in me and now here to be in me. Alright. Have you ever heard the phrase, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? Well, here's, here's the thing. This is what Paul's talking about in these verses. When someone says, what doesn't kill you makes, it, makes you stronger, it is meant to be a phrase that someone will say when someone goes through a tough situation that they weren't quite experiencing. You know, you're just letting, you're giving them some confidence. Hey, man, what does it kill you makes you stronger. You're going to get stronger from this. Well, in, in verse 29, for unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. The Bible lets you know you are going to suffer. The life is not easy. Nowhere in this Bible does it say life is going to be easy for the Christian. I mean, you can go all the... I mean, you're not going to find it because it's not in here. But what I can tell you is that the pain that you go through on this earth is totally worth it because there is a reward. 
There is something that is for you at the end of your life. Not because we deserve it, not because we've earned it, but because of the grace of God who gave it to us. He didn't just let us have it because, oh, you're a good human being, you're a good, you're a good servant. Although we do have to be good servants to, be in, to get into heaven. But that's not why we get into heaven. We get into heaven because of the grace of God. But also this Bible tells us that we are going to suffer for his sake, which means we are going to have to go out into the world and tell them about the gospel. We can't just sit back and keep our faith to ourselves because it's selfish, it's inconsiderate, and it's, my, my goodness, you might as well call it rude. Because this right here is the only way to heaven. And if nobody else knows about it, but you know about it, and there's all these types of people on the street who haven't heard a single thing come out of this Bible, except for the phrases that they don't even know came from the Bible, uh, it's selfish. It's selfish. Because you may be the only Bible that someone reads. Your words may be the only time they ever hear the gospel if you say it. So don't pass on that opportunity. But also be aware that when things happen, you are not going to be liked. There's atheists. There's the uh, homosexuals. There's the alcoholics. There's uh, so many people who are living in their sin, dwelling in their sin, who don't want to hear a thing about Christianity. But you know what's going to happen when you're just out there talking? They're going to hear that, and it's going to process in their mind, and they're going to consider it. They're going to think about it. It's going to be in their mind, and they're going to go home, and they're going to think about that, and it's just going to be in their mind all week. And you started something for them. Whether you know it or not, whether they like it or not, you started something for their life, and it could be a process that takes years and years for them to come to Christ, but at least you started something. Well, not you, but Christ. Christ used you as a tool. But he can't use you as a tool unless you go out. So the word betwixt in verse 23 means to be in between. So Paul is saying that, that being, uh, being in a straight betwixt two, having a desire to part, to be with Christ, is far better than to be here. This earth has nothing to give you that the kingdom of Christ doesn't. Jesus has given you every opportunity to be, to be successful as a servant to him. He's not giving you an opportunity to be success, successful for yourself. He didn't give you money. He didn't give you fame. He didn't give you all these things so that you could go put yourself on a pedestal and be a champion for yourself. He said, go be a champion for me. So when Christ tells you to do something, you go up and do it, no matter what you are going to experience, knowing you're going to be hated, knowing the world's going to hate you, the world, listen, the world, God, Satan is the God of this world. Little G God. But Christ is the God of heaven. He is, he is, he is God in the flesh. He is God, uh, Emmanuel. He is God with us. He is in heaven right now, sitting on the right hand of the Father. And he is coming back one day to bring back his children. Are you going to be there? Are the people on the street going to be there? Are the people you know going to be there? Are the alcoholics going to be there? Because as of right now, no, they're not. And when, we, when, when, we, when we're in the presence of God, and we're waiting on someone to come into heaven and they never show up, maybe, maybe, maybe you won't care because I'm in the presence of God. But I want to bring it, I want as many people as I know to come as possible. 
because I love my friends and I love my family dearly. And the best thing that can possibly happen is for someone to be saved. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what house you live in. I don't care what car you drive. That doesn't matter. In about 70 years, if you even live that long, that's going to go away. That doesn't go to heaven with you. You know what goes to heaven with you? Yourself. That's what goes to heaven with you. Not money. Not fame. Money can't buy happiness. You know what can? Satisfaction. Satisfaction is happiness. And being satisfied is Christ. But there's also suffering. There's also pain. There's also things that we are going to have to go through because the Bible says. Look, look, at, look at the late Christians who were, who were eaten by lions because of their faith. Look at, the, look at all, all the, 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 the disciples who were, who were uh, martyred in so many different cruel, disgusting ways. They tried to get John, but he miraculously survived that. I mean, look how, many, look how many people died for Christ's sake. Because they weren't afraid. They, first of all, if you're willing to die something for it, you know it's true. If Jesus was just, just another guy, he wouldn't have died. Eventually, he would have said, no, I'm not God. This was just a joke. But he wasn't kidding. He was God. He's the Son of God. He is God. And he wouldn't have gone to the cross unless he was. The disciples wouldn't have died knowing that the guy they served was a joke. And they, they accounted for it. When, when he says he rose the third day, not playing. He was there. He was not in the tomb, but he was visible for people to see because he resurrected from the dead. And only God could do something like that. Well, then you have the atheists say, well, then how did Lazarus raise from the dead? Because God raised him from the dead. Lazarus didn't just raise from the dead because Lazarus wanted to. That's not how that works. But God puts things in your life. He tells you to do things for a reason. And to avoid, void, void God's purpose for your life is to avoid his mission. Because you have a role to play in God's, God's, God's uh, plan. Don't chicken out. We are all servants of Christ. It doesn't matter what job you have. What you, do. you don't have to be a pastor to serve Christ. You don't have to be a, a music man. You don't have to be... Uh, it doesn't matter. You can serve Christ any way possible. You can tell people about Jesus without being in a church. As a matter of fact, it's a good thing to talk about Jesus. Randomly, bring it up. And people probably hate me because of how much I bring Jesus up. You know, I'm not worried about that. Because all this is worth something. It's worth something. I'm, I'm excited for what is to come. And I'm not worried. Everybody's worried about, oh, the pandemic, oh, this, oh, that, oh, that. Listen, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. We got through 9-11.
we can't get through corona? Come on. How, how, I mean, how many things has this world been through? How many, oh, the world's going to end, the world's going to end, have we been through? And yet we're still here, perfectly fine. Well, I won't say perfectly fine, but we're here. We still have our freedoms, as of now. We can still serve Christ legally. <laughs> but if it becomes illegal, are you still going to do it? Words are different from actions. You know, the phrase, actions speak louder than words, well, I don't think you have to speak to get your point across. I think actions say enough by saying very little. Be the servant that Christ has called you to be. John 15, let's go to John 15. John 15. Verses, verse 18. It says, If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own, but because you are not of the world, but, because, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the, thy, uh, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. So, in order to be a faithful servant, it is important that he or she realizes that they are going to be hated by the world for their faith. Simple as that. Satan is the God of the world, according to 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, and he wants you to be miserable. Knowing that you're know that you're enduring is well worth it. This, you only get one chance at life. You mess this up, you're done. And there is no timetable. There is no promise for tomorrow. Get it right now. I've learned that this week, or two weeks ago. You're not guaranteed to live until you're 80. It could end like that, no matter how successful you are. Death knocks on anybody's door. It doesn't care how much money you have. But there is no greater prize than the one that awaits the faithful servant of Christ. There is nothing greater than that. You'll be richer in heaven than anybody else on this earth. More, more rich than Jeff Bezos. More, more rich than Elon Musk, Bill Gates. All these people that really don't care about you. They'd rather you be dead anyways. As long as they have a dollar in their pockets, right? But our Heavenly Father, our, 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 the Son of that Heavenly Father, the God, He came down to be human. He came down to be like us. And he put his life on the line. He put his life on that cross and died. Knowing that the majority of the world was going to decline his gift. That they were going to go to hell anyways. But he gave them that chance. He gave them that choice. There was a choice for you. You can choose heaven or hell. Whether people know it or not. And no, it's not, oh, when you die, you just get to choose a path. No, that's not how that works. 
You get to choose while you're on earth. And then your life is ba- your life will determine if you get to go. Because by the grace of God, it's nothing we do. But because of that grace, we have an opportunity to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But we aren't we aren't we aren't gonna be we aren't gonna be a judge for our sin. Jesus already paid for that, right? We'll be paid for what we did. What did we do? So but that's not that's not to get the, the lukewarm confident, oh I don't have to do anything, I can just be saved. That's not how that works. Again, that's not how that works. That's for another sermon, but again, that's not how that works. You you have to do something you have to be a servant. Servants don't just sit on the couch twenty four seven. I I didn't mean that. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> but isn't that just amazing though? That Jesus would do something like that for us. You don't have to die. Well, you have to earthly die, but you don't have to die. I'm going to heaven when I die. Are you? It's a choice that needs to be made. And only two are going to know about it. Yourself and God. And you'll be known by your fruit. People should be able to tell. If people can't tell you're a Christian, there's something wrong. That's the biggest compliment for me. When someone sees Christ in me, that's a bigger compliment than anybody has ever said about my eyes or whatever. That, that's, that's an amazing compliment. And I, I love that. I love when people say, I can see God in you. I appreciate that. But it's nothing I do. It's God that's working in me. I'm, ju- I'm, ju- I'm, just, I'm just the screwdriver, the hammer, what, the tool. He uses me and I, I just let him have it. To recap, the faithful servant of Christ will go through trial and tribulation. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it does make you stronger. It makes you think. Being a Christian will thick, thicken your skin. It will thicken your skin. I've seen a lot of internet trolls that I have to just scroll past because I'm not bothered. I'll be on the internet for the next three days arguing with them. It's not worth it. We're called to win souls, not debates. People, people, people who just want to argue, they're not interested in hearing the gospel. They just want to win. They just want to beat you in an argument. And I'm not, I'm not going to bait myself into that. It's not worth it. But that's a, that's a part of the, the tribulation, because those people hate you. Those people do not like you. They just want to be right. And right on earth is not right to God. Right on earth is, has turned into something so evil, so disgusting. People are seeing that it's failing, yet they don't care. How many times, and this is just an example, but how many times has socialism failed and people still want to do that? When are you going to learn? Ask a Venezuelan. Ask a Cuban. Ask a, 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 a Soviet, someone who is in the Soviet Union. They'll tell you. I'm not going to get into that, of course. But only you and God know if you're saved. Be known by your fruit. 
James, don't be a James 2.17 person. Be a Galatians 2, uh, 5.22-23 person. Let your fruits be known. Love, joy, peace, patience. I, I can't name them all, but I um, can't remember. Right. And all the commandments that are in the Bible, you can follow him by simply doing two. Love your neighbor, love God. Probably flip the two. You should love God first and then and then love your neighbor. But if you love God, you love your neighbor, right? You don't always have to like what they do. But trust me, I know about that too. That is it. Short and sweet. Um, that's all I had to say. God shuts you up, you shut up. So, all right. All right. Brother Howard, will you close us out in prayer?